And we're back here on The Few, football every week. Ryan Curley, Jackson Strickland's with me. And it's been a while since uh, we had Christmas break and everything. So yeah, just, I feel like weeks. we haven't put an episode up since last year. It's been... That's very corny <laughs> of you to say. Happy New Year, though. <laughs> uh, we hope, we're hoping that 2020 has already been the start of a great decade. Um, it has for us. We're back into the swing of things. Part of the reason that we haven't posted in a while is because... Obviously, that Christmas break, we want to spend time with family and relaxing, but now we're back into school and got our classes going and everything, got some exciting stuff going with that, and just life in general, at least on my side, I think your side as well. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, excited to get this semester started. Going to get a lot of experience coming up here soon, but uh, an announcement if you have not seen on the Instagram or if you really just don't pay attention to anything we post, uh, <laughs> we have launched a website where we are posting articles and potentially some videos that we're thinking about working on. Haven't kinked out the details with that yet. Yeah, we got some exciting stuff coming. Um, not all of it's 100% planned yet, but that's what makes it so exciting because not only is it a surprise for y'all, but it's sort of a surprise for us so far. Um, we're just kind of working with it and we're going... Uh, step by step but so far we've got some great articles up yeah um a little interview with uh florida recruit rashad torrance the second uh already up there and we got some more interviews coming your way pretty soon but we won't give away just who yeah. quite yet yeah and i'm currently working on an interview with a four-star inside linebacker with muhammad kaba that's going to south carolina i really hope i pronounce his name right but um yeah, we should have something exciting coming next week if it all works out. And we'll obviously keep you guys posted with that. But definitely, we just kind of did this all on the fly with the with the website and everything. I think one day I just texted him. I was like, hey, what if we did this? Blah, 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 and wrote and then, articles and, and all. And then the next day I kind of had it up. And <laughs> yeah, it really was like, hey, like, took off from there. Here's, here's the link. And it's thefewpodcast.com if you yeah. haven't checked it out already. Yeah, it's in the so. Instagram. It's uh, Go on there and read some of our... Read some of our articles. We've only put up a couple so far, but... Obviously, we'll have more in the future. But yeah, soon we'll have a pretty full website. Um, if if y'all have anybody that you want to hear from, uh, obviously, you know, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, like, yeah, we'd like to interview them, but I don't know. They just get interviewed by so many people. Like, we want to... We don't want to hit them up. That's just kind of mainstream. We obviously could, and they would reply to, right away. Trevor and I have a have a streak, by the way. Like, I think it's a uh, twenty nine straight games. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, that's that's his only streak that he cares about. That's for sure. But anyways, yeah. If y'all have any like small time recruits, small time players, uh, people that don't get as much attention as they need to, or maybe if y'all just know somebody that went to your high school or something, like you know, get us yeah. in contact with them. That'd be really cool. Yeah, um, we've, we've had some success with fairly big recruits, you know, getting in ton- contact with them. I mean, I, don't, I think it's a pretty big deal to be interviewing these four stars. Right, even kind of Torrance, who plays for Florida, and I feel bad that he made that decision, especially coming out of Marietta. It could have gone, gone Georgia or the <laughs> 25 other D1 offers that he had. But, hey, yeah. Florida, um, I'll still be, like, a personal fan of his. I hope him the best in his career and stuff, even though they're going to continue to extend Georgia's three – winning streak against Florida right now so uh we'll uh we'll see how that goes next I, year will be interesting yeah I don't I don't I don't know if Torrance is ever gonna have a win over Georgia but the rest <laughs> of his career we'll see I wish him great luck we'll see. anyways 
that's uh, new year, new website, same us. New we, logo. We do have a new logo, new color scheme. I hope y'all like the uh, the Penn State vibes, the navy white, and a little bit of pink in there. Uh, if not, then you're going to have to suck it up because that's, like it. <laughs> that's what we like. We just think it looks really clean. And so we're just excited to share uh, some of these new things with you, with the website, with the logo, these new articles coming in. Um, obviously, the majority of this episode is going to be previewing... Um, what game is it coming up? I kind of forgot. I kind of forgot since it's been so long. It's one of those crappy bowl games that just... The national championship, that's it. Um, dang. It's, uh... <laughs> it'll finally be here Monday night. I want to say like 8 or 8.30 or something. It's always late. I think it's 8. It's always late. I actually don't know the answer to that. Um, should be on ESPN. If not, then uh, your TV's broken. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got two pretty decent teams coming in. Uh, both 14-0. and 0, Both conference champions. Both... Average quarterbacks, no big deal. Decent quarterbacks in Burrow and Lawrence. Um, I don't think either has won a national championship in like 50 or 60 years. Definitely not in the past 10 or 20 years, both teams having two. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a great matchup. Tigers versus Tigers. Uh, Death Valley versus Death Valley. <laughs> you botched that so much. <laughs> I mean, dude, no one can be Go coach. Tigers. No one can be coach. Go Tigers. No one can yeah. coach O. And we could kind of just touch base on what happened in the semis. And so, obviously, if you watched or if you have a phone, then you know what happened. It's It's been a couple weeks almost. One was a game. One was a beatdown. Yeah. So, Peach Bowl, LSU destroys Oklahoma 63-28 behind the magic of Joe Burrow, amassing 508 total yards and eight total touchdowns, seven through the air, all in the first half. Joe Burrow, ridiculous at throwing on the run, you know, crazy accurate, and he's just a killer. That's what he is. And the OU just couldn't keep up. Jalen Hurts didn't really have much going through the air, and his yards per carry was pretty low. I think it was about three point one per carry, three point two per carry actually. So you're not, you know, not gonna get that much going, you know. And basically, Joe Burrow just torched a Big Twelve defense like he should. You know, I really didn't expect much else. I didn't think he was gonna put up Madden numbers. Madden type video game numbers. To be honest with you, I simulated the game, and I didn't throw seven touchdowns. You know, I'm so pretty you, good at the NCAA. You played game. the game. Yeah, I played the game. I have the game. NCAA yeah, but, fourteen. But I updated. You played roster. LSU versus Oklahoma. Yeah, and I was Joe Burrow. I didn't have seven touchdowns. When did like, you play that? A couple of days before the game. Did you also play Clemson versus Ohio yeah. State? Who came out on top? The two ones. Yeah, I was Clemson. and I was LSU. So they. Pretty much is because of me. Um, yeah. I predicted it. You know, they were motivated by my skills on NCAA 14. <laughs> if you ever want to play, I have updated rosters. Let me know. You'll probably lose. It's kind of my thing. Um, Will Emerson. Anyways. That's a little shot, but okay. Anyways. Justin Jefferson had a lot of those touchdowns. Um, showing that... Jamar Chase isn't the only good receiver on that team, the Blitnikoff winner. But otherwise, other than just watching Joe Burrow, I mean, it was boring. You know, Oklahoma stood no chance. It really was LSU, uh, Clemson, Ohio State in the field. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were, like, obviously arguing afterwards. They were saying Oklahoma shouldn't have been in it. 
Um, it should have been Oregon. It should have been Georgia, Florida. I know a lot of Florida players were tweeting out, you know, that they should have been in and stuff. And like, <laughs> yes, like maybe at a neutral site, Florida would have beat Oklahoma on their best day, but that doesn't mean that Florida should have been in it, does it? No, no. I mean, yeah, I think Florida is a better team than Oklahoma, but like the Georgia, way it works, like Georgia politics, put man. up a better fight in the SEC championship. Which is like that's really hard to say because there wasn't was much good. of a fight there, but they put up a better fight, and they're not just gonna go put Georgia back in there because they'll no. fight better than Oklahoma. Like, no. and it's the same reason why they didn't put Georgia in the year before. Yeah. So it's it's the same. Georgia exact really got to get their stuff together. Yeah. Um, and it's just it was literally the same situation twice in a row. And if they weren't gonna put Georgia in last year, they weren't gonna put them in this year. So, Oklahoma zero and four in college football playoff games. Zero and three versus the SEC. They're zero and eight in their last BCS or playoff games. Well, I did not know that. Zero yeah. and eight because they were zero and seven in their last, no, and they, they just went and get destroyed. They beat they beat Alabama a few years ago, like right before the playoff when Trevor Knight was there. They beat him in the Sugar Bowl. So I wouldn't say zero and eight. I think it's BCS championship. Okay. Yeah, not just bowl okay. games, but championship okay. and playoff games. I thought games. you meant, like, New Year's Six kind of. Okay, I'll about to say. I remember watching that and Don't being happy that. about it. Trevor Knight. That was a throwback. I think it was 2013. But that's Jalen Hurts' last game. Obviously, he had a pretty storied career in college football. You know, The only player Alabama. to ever, to ever like, start in two different teams in the playoffs. Yeah, led obviously. two different teams. You know, he's won SEC championships. He... He had two SEC championships and a Big 12 championship. Yeah, that's. I think he was the first quarterback to do that. Um, but lost a natty to Clemson a few years back to Deshaun. Um, and then obviously he lost last year, but Tua was kind of the leader for that. But He kind of lost the hats off first to Jim half Hurts. to Georgia when Tua had to come in. Save I just day. had to rewatch that the other day. I don't really want to talk about that game right now. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, yeah, his career is over now, and uh, obviously we'll follow what happens in the draft because I don't, I don't really know where he'd get drafted. Obviously, from a leadership standpoint and a production standpoint, he should go in the first round. But from an NFL, an NFL view, these scouts are probably not going to grade him a day one or day two, day two quarterback. They're really more in the back end of the draft. So we'll see how what happens there and obviously like we're going to keep up with the draft i think throughout the off season oh, for sure when it there's is, less to talk about there's a huge bunch of talent going into the issues draft yeah so like i mean we were just talking about running backs earlier between the two of us and there's etn there's dobbins there's if swift. etn does declare. well yeah if etn declares but there's already dobbins swift and taylor I mean, yeah. just top three. Then you got Swift coming. I mean, you got ETN possibly coming in there. And kind of mixing that up a little bit. Quarterbacks, obviously. You got Burrow. You got Justin Herbert. You got Jalen Hurts. Tua. Jake Fromm. And now Tua. Jordan Love's in there. Jacob Eason's in there. Shea Patterson. Oh, this is a, There's a lot of talent in this draft class. I wouldn't put Shea. I'd put Shea at the bottom of all of those quarterbacks we just went through. What? I'm not gonna have. I'm not gonna make a hot take. But watch Shea Patterson get drafted and end up getting thrown into the wolves in the NFL, starting like a Dak Prescott type. I'm not gonna say it's gonna happen, but like he definitely has all the talent in the world. I mean, he was number one coming in ahead of Jacob Eason. He just hasn't done anything with it really. Um, what happens when you play for Harbaugh? Fiesta Bowl was the opposite of the Peach Bowl, and it was an awesome game, and it was exciting, and 
both of us picked Clemson. I think I was really iffy yeah. on it for a while, and I yeah, we both were picking were Clemson two and in the in the playoffs so far, and um, we both spoiler alert, we both have LSU uh, in the unless I have a last second change of heart, which is possible because that's what happened with me and Clemson and LSU and Ohio State. So. Uh, I don't know. I just I had Ohio State going in that game. Up until the day or two before. Anyone that thinks this is going to look like the Peach Bowl and it's going to be a blowout is ignorant. And, like, you have not watched Clemson play. Clemson is a great team. They've won 29 in a row. Trevor Lawrence is 70-1 and in his last 71 starts. He lost a 4A state championship, like, semifinal um, years ago to Blessed Trinity to a running back that's now, where is he? Where did you say he was? Ohio State was a four-star running back. Yeah, four-star running back at Ohio State. And Blessed Trinity's quarterback is playing right now at Air Force. And so, like, obviously, um, Clemson has beat, I guess he got his revenge on Ohio State guy and Blessed Trinity. Um, yeah. I and I, I had to deal with Blessed Trinity for multiple years in high school. So they they were in my so high school region. Too. Yeah, well, I was, like, pumped when they beat uh, Cartersville, I thought that was awesome when they beat Trevor Lawrence. You know, because it was just cool to say, like, because like, I've been to Blessed Trinity, they've come to us. And, and you so, never thought that years later on your podcast you would be, be talking, talking about, about how that was Trevor Lawrence's only loss in his past 71 games. It's funny, though, I did talk about that on a show I did in high school, on a pregame show for football. I, I remember talking about that game, so it's kind of full circle. That's but, so cool. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, the fact that obviously Clemson's twenty nine and zero, um, they've beat some pretty good teams in the past two years. I would say, uh, with Alabama and Ohio State yeah. being two of those pretty good teams. Notre Dame last year as well, uh, which is interesting because they have to play Notre Dame again next year in the regular season. And Ian Book decided to stay for his senior year, so and watch out for Trevor Notre Dame. Lawrence decided to stay for his junior year, so that's big too. <laughs> decided. <laughs> Hey, he could always transfer, dude. <laughs> he could say this is too boring. It's too easy. Let me go to, let me go to Tech and see what I can get done. Let me go to Mississippi State and play in Mike Leach's air raid. Oh gosh. Ooh, that actually be really interesting. He'd need some wide receivers to transfer. Yeah, with them. there's been so many coaching changes. I don't even know how we're supposed to keep up with that on here, but we've done that through Instagram. We've posted most of them on Instagram. Yes. Uh, the most notable, obviously, is the SEC West, with. Uh, a bunch of coaching changes. Ole Miss, Miss State, and Arkansas, Arkansas. hiring, respectively. Oh. Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach, and Sam, Sam Pittman. Pittman. Um, three great hires, yeah. I may say. I don't know which one's going to do the best. Um, I just think the Mike Leach to Mississippi State is the most interesting one. I mean, all of them were, like, controversial fires, too. Like, well, they weren't fires. Not, you, wait, no, 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 like, oh, like, yeah, 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 the vacancies that they filled were like questionable vacancies. It's like, oh, they only had. I think two Arkansas years. was not questionable. Like that was terrible. Yeah, but that was the worst two-year run in the well, SEC they, history. Yeah, they haven't had. Yeah, they haven't had an SEC win. Chad Morris was done for the past forty years. But. They got rid of Bielema, and then Chad Morris didn't work out. So hopefully, Sam Pittman will do better for them. Um Arkansas always has a good offensive line, and you know, like, they got Moorhead, the best O-line recruiter. Moorhead could have done better. I know that there was always a lot of friction between he and, like, the fan base because, like, he's from the north, and so him coming down to, like, SEC West football. Yeah, like, and he brought Tommy Stevens with him. Yeah. 
who did nothing for for the Bulldogs all year long. It so, happens. but but like the fact that like, I don't know. I'm not. My question is: Is Mike Leach really gonna t- take whatever quarterback he ends up with next year and run some air raid offense, or is there gonna be some sort of transition year? Because he need uh, he needs to find his guy first, and I don't think he has one yet. I need to look at their recruits and stuff. Yeah, and their quarterback room because that's a iffy. Obviously, going back to what's important, yeah, <laughs> the national championship game. Not that Mike Leach isn't important. Probably the funniest coach in a such a football. weird person interview. He really is. I'd love to interview Mike Leach. That would be one of my top five coaches to interview. I don't even know if I could do. I'd just laugh. <laughs> would just like, his answers would be so odd. I saw a picture of him today, like you know, announcing the hire, and it's just him on a field eating a banana, <laughs> like during one of the games. He's <laughs> just, so just chilling with the banana. <laughs> um. Yeah, but the so the Fiesta Bowl had a couple controversial calls. Most notably, I believe this was the third quarter, the Justin Ross incomplete pass. Was it a catch? On the field, they ruled it a catch and a fumble return for a touchdown, and that would have been a. It ended up in a fourteen point swing because they go through replay, they slow it down. Um, they think, oh no, Justin Ross didn't complete the pass, and you know. Clemson ends up driving down the field and scoring a touchdown. So that ends up being a 14-point swing, and Clemson's winning the game at that point. Yeah, obviously, like, if you're a Clemson fan, you're going to say you didn't catch it. If you're an Ohio State fan, you're going to say you caught it and fumbled it. Um, I don't know. I mean, it could go either way. The way that, like, the rules, uh, the official rule guy, whatever they're called. <laughs> the of- Like the headquarters? No, just the guy that they were talking to on a... Uh, Dean Blandino. Or- I know who you're talking about. Anyways, he was saying, like, yes, if you slow it down, it's obviously going to look like he caught it. But these are the kind of replays that you can't look at in slow-mo. Yeah, you have to look that. at it in real time. You have to look at it in real speed. And so, I don't know. I thought that was a good point um, to a lot of people that were like, like, oh, he has the ball for, like, six seconds. Well, like, yeah, if you put it in slow-mo, he can have it for, like, three minutes, too. <laughs> but play it in real time, like, that's so fast. I'm not saying it was an incomplete and a fumble. Or, like, incomplete, or if it was a fumble. Um, I just decided not to form an opinion on that because it's a call, and the call is already made. You got to deal with yeah. with what you're dealt. Just kind of uh, Ohio State had plenty of chances to come back. It's not like... And they were winning 16 nothing. Yeah, you know, they had a lead for the majority of the game. It's not like they were, like, the game was stolen from them. It's just Clemson turned on the Jets, which I knew what, I knew that would happen. I knew they'd have a slow start because they haven't played anyone all year. And everyone knew that. And Ohio State was so battle-tested that they were going to come in ready to fight. And Clemson's going to come in with a little chip on their shoulder knowing, like, oh, we haven't played anybody. And everybody thinks we're going to lose. Not everyone thinks we're going to lose. I think they were actually favored. But everyone thinks we don't stand a chance. And, like, you know, they had this whole underdog mentality all year, even though they're undefeated two years in a row. Um, and it's worked for them, and having I, the underdog I guess mentality. it worked. I don't... I don't know how much I agree with, you know, Paul Feinbaum calling Dabo a crybaby and the worst loser in college in all of sports, but the worst winner. Yes, yeah, what I meant. Worst well, I winner. mean, when I will say that Clemson fan base can be quite annoying. Every fan and base can, though. You know, like, I can't imagine the UGA fan base if if a national title was brought back to Athens. I'd, it'd be pretty bad. It'd be obnoxious, and we go here. So, I mean, we we could tell you. It'd be pretty you know, annoying. Every single person would have a T-shirt. <laughs> 2020 national champion. 2020 Sugar Bowl champion. 
Anyway, hey, I'll uh, take that win. I'll take it. Yeah, it's a win. Uh, Jake Fromm's last game, but Rip. Dobbins looked like the best player on Iowa State in the Fiesta Bowl. Oh yeah, he, he definitely helped his draft stock. Um, Chase Young did what? He got double teamed. He did get in the backfield a few times, but he never really got a lot of contact on Trevor Lawrence. So we'll. See, we'll All see I'm what saying, happened. dude, after that one week where everyone was like, "Oh, what a Heisman!" Like he had, he put up like monster stats in one game. He didn't put up any stats since then. He's had like maybe three tackles since then. I mean, he's been getting doubled and tripled though. I mean, that's what I'm saying. How can but, you like, expect him to have a sack a game if you're getting double teamed? But like, put him against like an O line and NFL. Like, I'm we'll not see. saying he's average, but I'm saying like he's not the Heisman that everyone wanted him to be. It just doesn't happen that way. So, anyways, congrats to all of them, obviously, for a great career. But uh, Dobbins and. Fields, obviously, same situation as Trevor Lawrence, has to stay another year, and he actually threw two interceptions in this game versus just one all season, so obviously yeah, not his best the, game. He went in there with the best ratio. He was like 40 to 1. 40 to 1, which is ridiculous. And now yeah. he's not 40 to 1. It's like 41 to 3 or something like that. But those are kind of the highlights of the game. Trevor Lawrence's legs, which was not to my surprise, but to many surprise, like, whoa, Trevor Lawrence... Has wheels. Well, yeah. I mean, people knew he could run, but no one expected. In a high profile. No one expected against Ohio State to run sixty-seven yards for a six. Touchdown. You know, like that's and one hundred and seven in total. But uh, him and Etn really were the whole offense for Clemson. Etn had all three of the touchdowns. You know, two receiving and one, one on the ground. So obviously, really important. They have to do more if they're going to keep up with LSU. Kind of looking into the actual head-to-head matchup between them. They, you know, Trevor Lawrence has to have a better completion percentage. I think he was 18 for 33 against Ohio State. Because guess what? LSU secondary is better than Ohio State secondary. Yes, Ohio State had had um, Wade and they had Jeff Okuda, who in my opinion is the best defensive back in college football. But LSU overall has a has a tighter secondary with Stingley, Delpit, Christian Fulton. They're all they're gonna they're all future stars. They're gonna give they're Lawrence already. some trouble, dude. That's you know, LSU is getting their best pass rusher back, finally. Michael Divinity, who mysteriously left the team in early November. You know, he decided to come back for more. So, you know, that'll that'll boost their uh, defense. because he wants a ring. Yeah. Uh, Chassian, the other defensive end, you know, he's been he's been ridiculous recently. He was all up in uh, Jalen Hurts' grill during that whole game. So th- this, uh, this LSU defense, you know, of course, yeah, they have, what, like 21 points per game they let up. But not to be messed with, I I think they're an underrated defensive unit for sure. It's funny, to, like I think it's interesting to look up. I know we put up the uh, the post just recently, but like some of the star players on each team in their position, and compare them to their opposite. I guess you would say. Yeah. So like Clyde Edwards-Alaire versus uh, Travis Etienne, and obviously everyone's looking at Burrow versus Lawrence. Um, some great stats there. Obviously, Burrow is absolutely killing Lawrence with like eighteen hundred more yards, um, on only a hundred more attempts, which is pretty crazy because it's not like Lawrence doesn't put up numbers every game, but he has like some of the most consistent stats yeah, in college does, football. For sure. It's kind of like what Fromm was last year, but obviously better. But Fromm was like one of the most consistent. Like, you know, it'd be like. 16 of 25 for 220 yards. Not even. Game. But, yeah. like, for, like, 
for maybe like six games in a row, it felt like. I yeah. don't know if that's accurate. Trevor Lawrence was like around 20 total attempts, and he was around 70%, and he had about 200 yards and three touchdowns. That was his stat line for about six weeks in a row. And it worked. It was and consistent. And so they're going to keep doing And they it. dominated. But he can't put up a stat line like that. He's got to play better. When you have to play it's, against the yeah. number one offense. Yeah. But what's great is on the other side of the ball, Clemson obviously has the number one defense in the nation. Which and is crazy because, you know, like all those big names from the last couple of years are gone except for Isaiah Simmons has kind of emerged. Right. That whole defensive line unit uh, that everyone thought, like, might be the best defensive line, um, at least in Clemson history, maybe in college football history, was like was up there. For sure, top three, if not number one. Okay, well, they all left. And then you have Clemson sitting here with the number one defense still. And it's insane. And it worked out so far, but now they have to play against the number one offense. Here's part of that statistically number one defense. Their schedule. Yeah. Their schedule. The offenses that they've gone against. They're weak for the most part. Very weak. um, Obviously... Is LSU going to drop another 60-piece? No, probably not. Could they get 40? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if they will, but they can. I'm thinking under 40, but but there. Like 38. Because, I mean, yeah, like what did they put up against Auburn? 23? They put up 42 against Florida. They put up 37 or more against Georgia. They put up 40-something against Alabama. They can 100% put up 40-something against uh, Clemson. Well, when you look back, according to uh, Fox, they came out with a stat earlier today, the number one offense versus the number one defense. In NFL and college football title game history, that number one defense, when matched up against the number one offense, is 8-1. and one. Do you know what the one is? I don't know what the one is. That was, that's my question. I, wonder I don't even is. know how you look up something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know how you would find that. But... It was on Fox, right? Yeah, it was on Fox. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's the saying, defense wins championships, right? But there's all... Uh, it might just have to go 8-2 and two I just after this have game. such a hard time going against LSU in this. Joe Burrow is just on another level right now. And it's... He's, he's an he's, NFL quarterback playing college football. Like, here, that's all it is. Here's the thing about and him. And you've got great receivers. You've got an O-line that gives him the time. And even when they don't, he's going to scramble to the sideline so on one foot and throw it 70 yards for a touchdown. He's so patient. And his receivers do such a good – it's a. It's definitely cohesive. His receivers do such a good job of getting open after a while and tying out the defense. But the thing about Joe Burrow is he hasn't put up a single bad stat line all year. Is he due for one against Clemson? That I just don't think so. I just don't think he's going to just flop against Clemson. This is going to be a good game, but to me, I don't think Clemson can keep up with LSU's offense. I just don't think so, especially if Clyde Edwards-Alaire is at full strength, which we're not sure about. But, you know, kind of a tangent with Clyde, if he does play and everything, you know, he's got a little bit of extra motivation against this Clemson team because – LSU, in their recruiting class that Clyde came in as a three-star, targeted Travis Etienne as their number one running back. And Etienne kind of last minute picked Clemson saying, you know, they're going to prepare me for success more than LSU would. And Clyde ends up being the one they, their only running back signing of the class. And now he's been a star all year. He was the best running back in the SEC this year. So maybe he'll 
kind of want to show he's better than ETN in this game. Another guy that could be going to the NFL is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And maybe not going to be one of the first couple ones off the board, but definitely could be an impact player in the league. I think Travis Etienne has a lot riding on this game, too. I don't know if you saw the headline from a week or two ago, but his mother was getting threats. Like She was getting phone calls and stuff saying, you have 24 hours to get out of Louisiana. Because he's from Louisiana. Travis Etienne's from Louisiana. He's from the New Orleans area. And he didn't choose to go to LSU. He chose to go all the way yeah. up to Clemson. And now he's coming back home to play for a national championship. And it's, you know, I guess the people back home aren't taking it very well and thought that it would be I, I don't even know what you what goes through your mind when you make threats like that and we talked about but that obviously in the past all that Sean Clifford obviously all that's doing is giving him more heat in the fire and he's just gonna go in and I mean ETN might be able to put up uh, not 200 he might be able to put up 150 yards in LSU's defense they're allowing 10 more points a game than Clemson but even even with that stat, I just don't see another Clemson national championship. I don't know, like, and I feel so wrong for saying that because you look at Clemson. Don't look at LSU. Just look at Clemson. Twenty nine straight. This is their third hunt for the title in the past four years. Like, it's historical. Yeah. But LSU is just having that one historical season, and they're basically so good that you can't look at any other season. You can't look at the past. And that's what a lot of people are doing with Clemson. So I'm choosing to, instead of looking at 29-0 for Clemson, I'm just looking at 14 because LSU's 14 as well. Because those are the only two two teams playing. It's not last year's team playing anymore. So I don't know. That's what's got me hooked on LSU's got this. I just – I love Trevor Lawrence. You know, I'm on record saying that he was sent – from the football gods to play this sport, and he was our preseason Heisman, and Clemson was our preseason was national championship. I did pick. I do. That is the main reason why I want to take Clemson is because I did pick them to win at the beginning of the year, and I'd love to. You know, that'd be nice to say my prediction. Yeah, I also picked Washington to make the playoff. I didn't do that. You did. I did. You picked, I made. I picked Oklahoma. I had Oklahoma yeah. in there. You didn't have LSU though. I didn't have Ohio State or LSU. I had Bama and Georgia, so which a lot of people did. It was a common prediction. I should have branched out a little bit. I didn't realize Justin Fields was going to eat. Next, next year, everyone's branching out. Which is when you shouldn't branch out, right? Yeah, because that's when you should just go mainstream. The same four teams as this year, but not Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows with Rattler, dude? No. He was number one no. coming out. I thought it was a weak class, though. Jamie Newman's taking Georgia to a national championship. Shut up. Don't, we don't even know if he's coming and to Georgia we're going to lose it to <laughs> Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields their last game. Anyways, um, obviously it's going to be an amazing game. We're both going to be watching it. Um, I don't know where. We haven't talked about where we're going to. Just watch it in my room. Yeah, I don't, we're going to watch it right here. We don't have SEC Network playing right now. We have the Wii and a Roku TV hooked up. And it was just too much work for me to go back and like change it. And I, I didn't even know, think about it. Actually. I don't even know what would be on SEC Network. Probably a preview. Or actually probably college basketball. Yeah, or volleyball or something. Volleyball's, that's still, volleyball's is over. over. Okay. Yeah, volleyball's over. Baseball yet. should be starting soon. Yeah, softball is too, so same thing. Kinda. No, but, uh, people sort of watch baseball. If you couldn't tell, we're done talking about football, so we won't just sit here and waste your time anymore. Look out for some big things next week. 
As always, thanks for listening. Check out the website, and we'll catch you soon.